BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Jawan Carter. What up, Jawan? What's going on? Ready to talk some basketball, man. God, we got so much to fucking talk about. Of course, it is draft lottery night, and we all wait with bated breath to see who is going to get the number one pick, a.k.a. Zion Williamson. Um, man, it, it it's it's a nerve-wracking night, and if it weren't nerve-wracking enough for you as a Knicks fan, we get a Shams report that comes out, breaking news. This wasn't even on our list to talk about, but I mean, talk we got to talk about it now. Um, that uh, the Knicks are positioning that if they get the number one pick, they would like to trade that. Uh, for Anthony Davis. I've been on record saying that I would love for Anthony Davis to go to the Knicks. I think the door is open now because Kyrie is so um, uh, the fan base is upset with him. We'll get into that later. But the fact that like Kyrie is is, uh, there's a big chance that he's not going to be back in Boston. That makes that opens the floodgates for, for various teams to trade for Anthony Davis. I would love a fucking KD and AD team up in New York. I think it would be fucking amazing. I think those two players would play so fucking great together. I'm, like, getting so hyped even thinking about it. However, I have also been on record with you and Joel as far as saying if you get Zion, you don't trade Zion like you do other stuff you definitely you just you don't trade him I don't think that makes sense I have a feeling you're with me on this one um like regardless of whether you get KD if you get the number two pick like sure package that and you know um whatever salary you need to match I would I would say honestly 
uh, as far as whoever's on the Knicks right now, I would say for me personally as an objective viewer, like no man is safe. I'm I'm not I, – there's nobody on that roster that I'd be like, I'm not trading this person. Um, I think we're both in accordance that Mitchell Robinson would be the last person that we would want to see go. Um, but for me personally, even still, I would – include him in the package if that was what was necessary to get Anthony Davis, and I knew I was getting Kevin Durant. Um, but for this report to come out, and, and like, and granted, it's, it's Scott Woj, so, like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. It's Shums. Like, it's a fucking, it, it, this is a big drop-off between number one and number two here. Um, but nevertheless, man, like, how do you feel about this? Do you feel like it's true? Because I've said this – I think I said this like a couple uh, episodes ago when we were talking about um, who we would like to see them uh, get Zion, and my big thing with the Knicks was I I don't want to see the Knicks draft him and trade him, and that was my fear. Um, And so according to this report, it seems like my my, instinct or fear is – you know, somewhat may have some basis in reality, um, but like, just what are your, what are your overall thoughts when you when you saw this report? Well, I I originally freaked out, but as you read further in the report, it does state that they wouldn't make it until after free agency, like after they were able to secure um, what they would hope would be Kyrie and, and KD. So, if you're thinking with that logic, sure. KD, Kyrie, to me in the East, even though the East has gotten a lot better, if Kawhi goes to the, the Clippers, the East is wide open again. It's literally wide open. It's, true. it's one team deep. It's literally just one team deep. Because there's no, no way they're paying. Oh, no, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. There's no way they're paying Jimmy Butler and Tobias. One of them are walking. That's not true. We already know they're, they're not paying both and keeping Ben Simmons. They're definitely not. I That's can almost guarantee true. you that. I would I, I'm I'm not, easily place a bet on that. I look. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to keep both of them, but I think you're. I think the notion that they gave up that much for Tobias Harris as a contingency plan for Jimmy Butler is farcical. There's no way that they gave up that much for him without the intent of bringing both of them back. But n- nevertheless, proceed. Both want Max. That that's my biggest thing. Jimmy just said he wants Max. So you pay oh, him I'm Max. Sure he does. Paying, and he, paying he ben Max, it. Paying Tobias Max. It's a lot of guys. Max this year. That's the thing that people don't. keep fucking forgetting. He's still got a year so on his can't. rookie deal. So 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 like look, just hear me out on this. He's still got a year left in his rookie deal. So if you can keep both, if you can, even if you have to pay him both Max. You can keep both um, Jimmy and Tobias, and you got to be like, there's so many different moves that you can make after you do that. Um, whether, like, I even brought up, a, a, you know, I think a week ago, like, maybe you look at trading, uh, you know, um, Ben Simmons for Shea Gilgis Alexander and, like, some, some assets to, like, uh, some draft picks or you know, some other players around that. Like, you know, if if the Clippers got Kawhi, like getting a player like 
uh, Ben Simmons would like if Ben Simmons like has way higher ceiling than Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, now whether he reaches that ceiling, you know, we'll see. But um, you know, th- there are options there. Um, they could also re-sign both of them and then trade one of them um, this season and then, you know, be able to give Ben the max um, the next season without, like, going so heavy into the luxury tax. The the notion that they don't plan on keeping both of these guys, now whether they both stay, here's my thing. I will guarantee you this. The, The Sixers will try to keep both of them. Now, whether both of them stay, who fucking knows? I mean, either one of them could be like, I prefer this place or this opportunity or whatever. Um, but they they are going to try to keep both of them. I have no doubt in my mind. Point being, if you have Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie and KD, mm-hmm. you are, depending on if the Bucks can get to the finals or not, um, if Bucks don't get to the finals, the Knicks with just Kyrie and KD are number one, and and Kawhi leaves Toronto. They're number one seed. They're just they're just number one seed. They are. Um, so to me, it's, they're number one. Seed. They, they are. If you're the Sixers and you keep everyone, that team still could not be better than a team that has Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant. It just won't. It won't. I, be. I I don't. I I mean maybe We're gonna it have depends how they sets. play together. We're gonna I mean, have a it lot depends of- how they play together. It depends how they construct the roster. They're going to have to, like, move a lot of parts to, like, make that roster work around them. I mean, I just I, – I'm, I, I, but anyway, go ahead. So what your point is if they have Kyrie and they have KD and then they trade, you know, whatever to get Anthony Davis, you're cool with it. No. <laughs> the point I was going to make is if you get the number one overall pick, you do not trade it. You do put Zion with Kevin Durant and, um, and Kyrie. The point I was trying to say was I would get how the Knicks would say, Kyrie, KD, we want something that just puts us over the top. We'll go get Anthony Davis. I, I get that in the sense of, all right, cool, everyone has two to three superstars. How about we get two of the three biggest possible superstars we can from each group? So point guard, small forward, power forward slash center. My issue is I don't trust Anthony Davis. I think me and you had this conversation where I told you I would you, take Kawhi Leonard did. over over Anthony Davis oh, any we, day, oh, any I given were, day. I thought you were going even more old school than that. We had the conversation before DeMarcus Cousins got hurt, um, and you pointed out, like, look, like, I – if if I were New Orleans, I would be more invested in DeMarcus Cousins because um, he and the best ability is availability. And at the time before he tore his Achilles, he he was way more available than Anthony. Anthony Davis was always hurt, and you always kind of with that tandem backed uh, DeMarcus Cousins more because of his um, durability. Um, and up until he tore his Achilles, he was the like he was so durable. He was like always playing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think the the argument would even I could take it even back to that point. 
Yeah, I, I would even say then a lot, a large portion of the workload that DeMarcus had to carry was the idea that Anthony Davis wasn't going to be playing 82 games. Um, right. So it was a matter of you have to be out on that on that court, not only every game, um, but for a large portion of every game. Like we don't have that much help outside of the two of you. Uh, well, and Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday also. Um, right. You know, so it, we'd have to be spread thin between the three of you guys. Um, but my biggest issue with Anthony Davis is I just I the injury the it's not necessarily the injuries because you could say oh well Durant's coming off of an injury Kyrie you know had an injury I get that that's not what I'm holding against him it's the idea of after a certain amount of injuries like when you can't stay healthy that takes a toll on you mentally you start to play differently like blocks you would usually jump up to go block you're kind of hesitant a little bit we saw that somewhat with Embiid. Um, in, in these playoff series, there was a few games where it kind of was like, where was the guy from like two games ago? Like, who is this? Are, are you a zombie? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah. And he's, and, he's, and he's still so young with, with Anthony Davis. So, to me, I'm of the mindset of Mitchell Robinson, to me, is the guy I want because he's just a defensive focus. If Mitchell Robinson ever developed an offense, it, it'd be lights out. But to me, with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I need guys who know their position. I need guys who fall in line. Mitchell Robinson is not out here trying to be Anthony Davis. He's just out here trying to be a great Mitchell Robinson. That's a role player I need. That's the kind of guy I need. So if we're talking about what was the biggest issue we had about LeBron this year, you didn't properly construct that roster. Like the roster was made for like maybe Durant, like someone who could initiate their own offense, who didn't need shooters because he could shoot. So, you know, right. you look at the Knicks and you go, if you get Kyrie and you get Kevin Durant, I want a team that I could look at and go, when those two guys are resting, I'm not fearing that we're that the other team's going to go on the 10 10-2 run. Like I know that bench can handle uh can, can hold it down. So you look at what the Knicks have right now, right? And you go, okay, cool. A lot of these guys are one-year deals we could maybe possibly bring back. Some of these guys might still be under contract. You could work with that. You could work with some of what they have now and then work more in, in free agency or trades or whatever. Um, but Zion is a linchpin. Like, that is a guy that if you go, all right, Kyrie, Alonzo Trier, Durant, excuse me, um, uh, Zion, Mitchell Robinson. That's an amazing starting five. I feel like Durant could sit, Kyrie could sit, Shooting Trier, is, is Zion. a off, but. No, shooting but is I think, off, but here's, here's my thing. Kyrie, Trier, I Durant, you, you can't get any better shooting than at least two out of the three of those guys. Shooting, you're good with Two out of three, and, and Trier's not bad. And and here's the thing, like, I, I think as a starting five, it's fine. As, like, a, a, a closeout lineup, I think, too, you could, you could just slide Zion to the five for most, you could most teams. Yeah. And well, yeah, and then yeah, for like teams, plug yeah. and play, like plug and play, like you know a, a, a you know a shooter, um, like maybe even who's that who's that fucking uh, uh, Luke Cornette, like maybe you keep that yeah. guy, um, who can yeah. like who's like seven foot tall and can hit threes, like maybe like maybe that's your your answer there, um, but like yeah no I I I totally agree with you. Here, here's my biggest thing. Um, I would I think that like we've become so starstruck and and teams have have done this 
almost to a fault of of trying to get like like as many stars as they can, and then like you don't get enough out of those stars. Like you don't get the best out of them. Um, I think I think there's a there's like you get two stars in my opinion. You get two stars who complement each other very fucking well, and then you get like role players who complement both of them. That's the best way for me to build a team. Um, I think I – go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the, the problem is a lot of people, they look at Celtics' big three, with Garnett, Allen, um, and Pierce. They look at Miami's but big three of Wade, LeBron. Right. I was just about to go into that point. I think it's because Golden State has four to five all-stars. The league now thinks I need as many as I can get, but what they don't right. pay attention and to is and that's what Philly Steph, fell like, into before, the trap of. Exactly before Durant, let's not forget this. Clay was giving you defense more than he needed to drop fifty for you, but he could. Right. Curry was right. the guy you leaned on. Draymond was just your Dennis Rodman. Like I mean, of course he he, he gave more to the the team than just a defensive anchor. Um, but right, those but are guys yeah, that kind was, of fit in their He was kind of your point um, forward version of Dennis Rodman. Right, right. Everyone had a mold and they stuck to it. Curry was your outlier. Like, that was the guy that was like, oh, man, that, that's your superstar. Um, right. To me, it's like if you just have two and just properly build around those guys, not with, with egos. Especially you if you have them. two as good as Katie and, and, and Kyrie, Kyrie or Katie and right. Anthony Davis even. like Right. You you just and, like if you have two players that are that good, you can you can build around. You don't have to have a third super. In fact, I think you're honestly doing yourself a disjustice with having a third superstar. Um, and I I think we're, we're like we've kind of seen that with the Warriors. Like we've kind of seen that play out. Um, in my opinion. Yeah, and if you kind of look at it like. Think of it like this. Like, this is another biggest reason why I want to keep Zion. Um, KD and Kyrie, especially KD, um, Kyrie is still a little younger than KD, um, with whatever this is that he's going through now, I don't necessarily want to put a lot on KD through 82 games, right? So it's like if you're the Knicks and you have Kyrie, uh, I don't know why I keep saying Kyrie, Kyrie and KD, you're assuming you're not going to fall any lower than maybe three, four tops. In, um, in, in the standings for the, the Eastern Conference. So you go, all right, K, uh, KD might have to sit some games. You could then move Zion to the three. Um, if you keep Vonley, put him at the four, keep Mitch at the five, and you could still run things. I want it to be to where if there's any issues with Kyrie and he wants to go, uh, there's any issues with Durant uh, and he wants to go or Durant, you know, is hurt or anything like that, I don't want to rely on someone else who could fall in the same mold that I'm dealing with with the other two guys. I want someone who's right. energized, someone who's looking to make a name for themselves, and someone who's going to go out there and play hard every single game of those 82 games. That's Zion. Right. You want to keep that. Now I'm with you. If you get number yeah. two, number three, ship it out the door. Like if, if New Orleans is like, I'll wait and take that, ship it out the door. That number one, right. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I was telling someone on Facebook, it'd be like, Think about where Kobe was when LeBron was drafted. That'd be like if the Lakers were like, not the Lakers, if Cleveland was like, I'm going to trade LeBron so I can get Kobe. I want Kobe. I want the sure thing. 
I'm not going to get the guy that, like, has the build-up. I'm going to get the sure thing. No, you don't do that. You draft the obvious choice, the number one overall, and you build with that guy, and you try to surround him with talent. Zion would be in the best situation for him because if you have Kyrie, KD, you know what Zion would never have to worry about? Media pressure would never come to his door. Media is looking for Kyrie and KD every night, every single night. And it would allow Zion now, to the media would still be searching out. And and that's not the best scenario for him. Don't let's not pretend that's the best scenario. That is not That is like, the best scenario for him. No. No. Yes. Not even close. Man. Yes. No. How how many touches is Zion gonna get with fucking Kyrie and KD? A lot. Are you serious? Are are you serious? Are you fucking is, was kidding? Was that an issue in Golden State? Is that an issue in Golden State? I remember a lot of games Dude. this season. Curry had 25 to 30, and Durant still had his 36 to 40. I don't yeah, get how that's so an issue. Like you, you, yeah, wait, wait, wait. So, like, let's say you got Kyrie and KD, right? So, like, essentially, Zion would be your, your Clay Thompson, but he doesn't operate the same as Clay Thompson. He needs, he needs the ball in different sets. He needs, like, to operate differently. Um, that's totally going to affect him. Dude, that's totally like, – Dude, it's it's no. not it's not his, no. it, it's not best no. for his development. It's that's, you're, no, you you are so blind to me, with no, New York no, love. No, people people hold that to, to to Kyrie because of this season. I don't think both those I'm guys. I'm not holding win. any. Uh, fuck both you. Them, I'm not holding anything win. to Kyrie for this season. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you give Kyrie the same amount of fucking shots that that Steph got. And Steph is is inarguably like m- like more willing to like give up um uh uh like limelight uh for you know to win than Kyrie. I think we can say that at this point. Um, no. And 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 uh, are you fucking kidding me? You, you no, I wouldn't no? say that. He has given up no. everything. To incorporate Kevin Durant into that offense. No, no. I'm saying I wouldn't say that Kyrie would not. I'm not I'm not gonna oh. say that. Kyrie no, would not, not give up shit that. this year. Because what did anyone do when he did? When he was averaging all those assists, what were those guys doing? What was Jason Tatum doing to take over the game when Kyrie was struggling? The entire well, what was happening when, when what was happening when Kyrie was trying to take over? Like, I mean, dude. All right, I, I, all right. I, I, I'll recant that prior statement. Like, we'll, we'll we'll reset it to zero. But like, if you're telling me that the best possible scenario for him is to play with Kyrie and KD, like, I can't get behind that because. He's just—he's not going to get enough t- touches. He's not going to get enough development because he's not going to have the time that it takes to get said development to, like, ingratiate himself into the NBA. Um, and, and you're like essentially going to, um, like, want him to be uh, a role player. We're going to see like a, a lot of what we saw with um, these uh, Lakers, these young Lakers players. Uh, with LeBron, like they they didn't they didn't they didn't flow well. We're gonna see a lot of what we saw with these young players with Kyrie. It didn't flow well. I I just don't think um, 
that that I is can't the get best with that. scenario for him. That is, I can't get with blasphemy. That. No, no, no way. I can't get. I cannot get with that because those young players, it, you saw, they had to grow into it. These were guys that seemingly were looking to just develop. They weren't looking to wait. I just got drafted. I have to now win a championship. They were looking to grow. Lonzo is is in his own head. You saw Ingram grow. You saw Kuzma still being that guy that we were like, this is. How did everyone pass up on this guy? You look at Tatum. Lonzo I think did not forget. really grow that much. Um, Who didn't grow? Grew a little bit, but like not a lot. And like Kuzma didn't really grow at all. Like none of them really got better. Here, here's um, my same question: thing with Kuzma, none of their Kuzma played got last better. year. Kuzma played last year. Ingram played last year. Neither one of them looked – well, Kuzma, you could say, like, oh, okay, he looked really good. Ingram looked like the kind of player that you were like, this was a waste of a draft. Like, what is he doing? Like, where is the want to? Where is the drive? You didn't see any of that. I'm not putting that at the feet of LeBron. You look at, you look at Celtics. I think we forget, before that playoff push where Kyrie got injured, Kyrie had played with those young kids, and it worked. That's how they got the record that they got and got comfortable enough to get to where they got in the playoffs. So, to me, I'm not putting that at his feet either. I put that to sophomore slump, you could say, for Tatum. They, they, they definitely didn't play Brown enough this entire playoffs, um, let alone the season, trying to work in Hayward. I think the issue was trying to work back in Kyrie and Hayward. Someone was going to digress. Um, I don't put that at the feet of either of those two guys. You can't say, like, oh, the superstar is there, so he's supposed to make everyone better. No, they need to do work also. And I didn't see much from Tatum this entire playoff series that I can go, no, if you had just given him the ball more, like he would have done more. No, no. There were points he had the ball and he was just doing nothing. I put that at at the feet of of the head coach because your player shouldn't be watching Kyrie. Create something. So to me, if I'm Zion, the worst thing for me is to go to Phoenix, to go to Chicago, to go to Cleveland, any of these these franchises where I'm going to have to lose year after year after year before you build something that I could then show, hey, guys, I could win. I just needed something with me. I say Phoenix is the best saying. situation. Best case uh, scenario, the second best come situation. to Atlanta. I'm saying put Zion in a winning situation now so it builds a winning culture immediately. So he doesn't have to go through all those lows. Can you name me the last rookie? Well, maybe AD. I'd say AD was the last one that just went through years of losing and then finally was able to lead his losing team to the playoffs. Can't remember the last rookie I could I could say that for. Doesn't usually happen. Does not usually happen. Um, And it takes a a change of scenery or that team just getting better. I mean, for that rookie to then shine. I mean, I would say Joel Embiid. But what did it take before he before he actually was able to, to take that team to the, the playoffs and actually go far? It took a good team. He had to, It took years of not only him being injured, but then him being scrutinized to losing. Well, to me, I, I don't mean, think, yeah, I don't think like, a player I mean, should have to go That's one through. example, but, I mean, sure. Like, I mean, they, they went to the playoffs last year with, like, you know uh, – Sophomore season and beating a rookie year, Ben Simmons. Like that's, I mean, that's this is definitely an example. They made it to the second round. Um, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, um, 
I don't know. I feel like uh, that I, I, I don't feel like you're going to give him the best opportunity to grow as a player if he's playing underneath the shadow of two um, guys who want their shots. Um, I, I just don't think that's, that's his, his best, best like path for growth, but you know, Hey, like agree to disagree. Um, but we can agree on this. If the Knicks get the number one overall pick, you should probably keep Zion. You should, like, no matter what happens, you should, you should probably just keep him. Um, if you get Kyrie and KD and you have Zion and like all of the other pieces that you have, and maybe you can make some trades, you have the Dallas, two Dallas picks. You have all of your own picks. Like do that. Like um, don't do, like make, make some, um, make some like uh, nuanced trades. Uh, you know, unlike say what Philadelphia did where you just like, throwing everything at something that, you know, might not get you over the hill. Um, and it might, but nevertheless, I, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think you should keep that guy. Um, just, just my personal opinion. Um, but Hey, that's why I have always been weary of the Knicks drafting him because if they trade him to, I don't want to see him in new Orleans. I do not want to see him in New Orleans because we've, we, you know, they have David Griffin now, and that's great and all that. But I just, I, I don't want to see another superstar end up in New Orleans and their talents be wasted for seven years. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that all sort of plays out. Um, but, uh, but we got to move on. Um, Let's jump into some uh, coaching hires. Uh, so the L.A. Lakers have been a very big topic of discussion uh, over the last couple weeks. So Tyron Liu was rumored for the job. He didn't get the job. Uh, and now they've hired Frank Vogel. Um, apparently Tyron Liu didn't you know, want the job. The, the, the contract wasn't. Uh, long enough for his liking. He didn't like the idea of like Jason Kidd being on the um, coaching staff. Uh, Jason Kidd is on the coaching staff. The rumor right now is that Jason Kidd will eventually become the head coach. And for whatever reason, the Lakers didn't want to make him the head coach right now. Um, what are your thoughts on all this? Frank Vogel being named head coach, Jason Kidd being assistant, you know, Ty Lue saying, I, I'm not comfortable with whatever that situation was. Um, what are your thoughts on you know all of this, all of these various stories going on with the Lakers? Uh, Lakers apparently are looking for any and every way possible to just piss on LeBron. Um, I mean, to which I get, uh, you know, to a degree. You want to still show your young talent because um, when LeBron retires. And if you still have all your young core, last thing you want for them to think is that they could run the organization. Um, so this is just pretty much putting your foot down. Uh, I, I will say it, it's, it's kind of funny because Jeannie would have never done this to Kobe. Um, if Kobe was like, hey, I want Phil, or hey, I want uh, whoever, she would have made it happen. 
um, it is something that she has an issue with the uh, the idea of um, clutch sports uh, and their need to be in control of whatever team they're on. Uh, and like I said, I can completely get that. I, I totally get it. But the idea that you, like, think about it. If you're a head coach or a player, uh, Nick, I, I know we definitely talked about this. The best thing to do if you're a head coach or a player is to feel, like feel it out. Like you let whoever you think is one of the bigger head coaches get a job first and see how how much money, how many years they get. Then you can go and go, all right, well, I want five years, $80 million. Like I won an NBA championship. Luke Walton's done nothing, and he just got five years. Like why would you think I wouldn't want five years? Um, so, I mean, the fact that to me, <laughs> that is thing is Frank Vogel. How stupid are you? They have your replacement sitting next to you. Every game, like any game you lose, just know they're looking and they're like, this could be the dad, just fire Frank. And just tell Jason Kidd to take over. We saw this in Cleveland. We saw this where, um, can't remember his name, the head coach went to the finals. Went to the finals. And remember, they David only Black. lost. David Black. They only lost because there was no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. Well, let me not say they only lost. A good reason they lost was because there was no Kyrie, no Kevin Love. And he got fired for that. And who did they bring in? The guy that was sitting right there, Tyron Lue. And then it's history. So to me, it's like if I'm Jason Kidd, I take that. I take that. Why? Because it means I get to sit here, groom these kids, be the real person these kids are actually listening to, and then boom. Frank Vogel's gone, which inevitably he will be, and I get to take over. One of the most prestigious um, organizations in the NBA. If I'm Jason Kidd, perfect. This is perfect. I couldn't have planned this better. But if I'm Frank Vogel, that was really stupid on his end. I get it. You don't pass up the Lakers job. You don't pass up coaching LeBron. You don't pass up a job. Um, But, I mean, they gave you three years, which really means one. Um, and they have your replacement. They made you put your replacement on your coaching staff. Like, he's sitting right next to you. I just – I don't get how that's smart for Frank Vogel. I don't get how his agent was like, yeah, this makes sense. And um, I, I guess bravo to the Lakers for, uh, I guess, fixing a situation to where it was like you could have had one head coach that LeBron wanted five years, boom, you don't have to worry about it. No, instead I'll get two head coaches for the price of one – to where if I fire one, we don't then have to go through this coaching search again. I just bring in the guy that I have right there on the bench. Weird. Never seen it before, but if it works, it, I, I guess it works. Yeah, about that. Um, I don't ultimately blame them for not wanting to give Ty Lu five years. Um, however, like, just because you give him a five-year contract doesn't mean that you have to keep him for five years. So in that sense, I do. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the Lakers were supposed to do at this point. There were no great head coaching options for them, um, and that is why I thought they fucked up with. You know, just being like, we're going to move on from uh, from uh, Luke Walton. I didn't think Luke Walton was a bad coach. Um, I, I thought – in fact, I thought he was actually a good coach. And mm-hmm. 
Um, that, that to me, like that was the mistake. All of this is just like them trying to um, essentially like like make up for that mistake, and there was no way to make up for that mistake. So what you get now is you get like a bunch of posturing, like a bunch of um, people trying to uh, you know figure out uh, various scenarios. I mean, as I think Frank Vogel is is a, a good option. Like I don't ultimately I don't mind that as your like your decision. Um, I actually think he's a better coach than Tyron Lue. So I don't I don't I can't criticize him too much in that regard. But my big thing is like why why are you fighting so hard to get Jason Kidd on this roster? I don't get that. Um, I, I think, think what you're – go ahead. No, I was just going to say really quickly, I think it was – honestly, even though LeBron keeps saying like he has you know, he has nothing to do with the coach no. search, coaching searches and you everything, I think it was kid. a compromise. I think it was a compromise. Yeah. I think they were saying, we're not going to give you the coach you want because we still need to show that we're in control here. So what we'll do is we'll get our coach, but we'll put your coach on the bench and let him know that, his future, his future will come as, as the head coach of this team. Because I can guarantee you now, during practice, LeBron's only talking to one of those coaches, and it's not Frank Vogel. <laughs> yeah, you very well may be right. I, I like, and that's the thing in a nutshell is like, um, obviously, you know, we all, I, and I think you're right. I think we all talked about how, you know, he wanted. Uh, Ty Lue, because you know and they work well together and everything. No, he wanted Jason Kidd, and I don't, I don't. Obviously, we don't know this to be true. It's just speculation. But like, why would they be so like diehard on getting Jason Kidd as like on that roster? Um, and maybe like here's the thing: maybe it's not even to get Jason Kidd the head coaching job. Maybe like LeBron just wants him there um, for. I don't know a different reason. I I don't think that, but maybe. Um, but uh, but no, I I think Frank Vogel is a is a good head coach. He did a lot of good in Indiana. Um, he obviously didn't do well in Orlando, um, but he didn't really have talent to work with there. Um, and I know people are like, well, Steve Clifford did so much better with. Well, yeah, that was. You know, down down the line, you had Jonathan Isaac, you had like Vucevic took a huge step forward. Um, like it's a different team, um, but like I I I just think that um, again, it just goes back to I don't trust this front office and the fact that they are like not making any moves to like actually bring in a guy who knows how to run a front office is very concerning to me. Um, and you know, we're going to see how that, um, sort of plays out down the line. Um, but I, I, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to make this work. Um, they're going to basically need one of these top tier free agents to be like, yeah, fuck it. I'll I'll come help LeBron save the Lakers. Um, and and there's so few of them available. It's not going to be Kevin Durant. 
if anything, it's probably going to be Kyrie Irving, um, maybe Kawhi Leonard, uh, but I, I'm not holding my breath on either one of them, bro. Like I don't, I don't all think either I'm one saying, of those guys are coming. All I'm saying is, if I'm Kawhi, the first thing I look at is think about how how legendary you became uh, with that shot in Toronto. And the crazy thing is. You've only you've only done exactly what DeMar DeRozan has done so far. Now, whether he's able to take them to the finals, TBD. But just the idea that an entire, like, all of Canada was, was shouting Kawhi Leonard's name. Why would you want to go somewhere and share that? Like, why are you, no, go to the Clippers and, and make a huge name for right. yourself doing something. Right. CP3, Blake Griffin, none of those guys were able to do. Like, I don't yeah, want to share Clippers- that. Right, and the Clippers just have like a better infrastructure. Like I, I mean, they they just make so much more sense. Um, if if you're Kyrie, um, do you really want the narrative of like you, like going back to LeBron after you failed after you left him? I don't think so. I I don't that works either. Um, and if you don't get one of those two guys, like I guess maybe you get Kemba Walker or Jimmy Butler. I, I don't even know that, like, honestly, I think Jimmy's going to stay in Philly. I don't know what Kimba's going to do, but it just, it, it, you know, it, it's it's tough sledding right now for, for the Lakers. And the fact that they don't have a an experienced GM, like, like controlling the helm. Um, and, and, of course, even more so than that, the fact that, like, Magic stepped down and they have a guy who – is like repudiated throughout the league. Um, nobody likes him. Uh, like that's not a good sign either. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Not 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 holding my breath for the Lakers. That's for sure. Also, um, but also, it, I yeah. do think I do think it's important that Paul George didn't sign it. Like I think if you're a yeah. free agent and you're a bigger name than than Paul George, which you would say KD. To some degree, Kyrie, Kawhi Leonard are. Um, you are curious as to why uh, Paul George, who seemed to want to go to the Lakers before LeBron got there, why Decided didn't you nope. go? Right. right. And I think a lot of players right now, uh, well, obviously not right now, but after the season's over, I think Paul George's phone is going to ring a lot. And they're going to want to know, why didn't you want to play with LeBron? Like, why? Because you did want to go play with him in Cleveland, what about L.A. Right. made you not want to go play with them? And I think they're going to say, right. maybe I don't want it either. Yeah. I, fuck yeah, man. I mean, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I'm definitely not optimistic for the Lakers right now. Uh, but let's move <laughs> on. Um, former Michigan coach John Beeline was named head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I did, we'll, we'll, we'll do this one quick. I think this was a good hire for them. They have a lot of young pieces that they want to make work, um, whether it be Sexton or um, uh, they have uh, they they re-signed or they extended um, uh, Larry Nance Jr. Um, and uh, Jetty Oseman. Uh So like they they've got a lot of young pieces. They're obviously going to get a Reasonably good draft pick in this draft. We'll we'll know exactly what it is tonight. Um, but I think this is a good hire for them. I really do. I think um, 
I did not see it coming. I did not expect it. Um, but I, I like it. I think um, somebody like this, to like to bring along young talent, uh, sort of makes sense. He's a like very experienced coach, uh, veteran head coach. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's a, a relatively smart move for Cleveland um, to, to bring in a guy of this stature. Um, I don't expect him to be there beyond this rebuild, um, which kind of sucks for him. Um, but, you know, I, maybe like people didn't expect Brett Brown to be there after the rebuild. And, you know, I mean, he's still there at least as of right now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I like it. I think it's a good hire, um, a good a good person to bring in to bring along young talent, um, and to try to like make make things fit together. Um, what did you think about it? Um, yes, it's funny too. I think they said they're bringing Brett Brown back, and it's like really okay. Um, but no, I mean this this hiring I guess works for everything you just said. I mean, is the college coach comes from. Uh, doesn't come from egos. You're coming to a team that doesn't have egos as long as you can get rid of J.R. Smith. Um, then why, why not? Uh, I do think he will be able to bring that team um, at least, at least. Uh, how long did they sign him for? Was it four or five years? I, I don't know what the terms were on the contract. I'm going to say if it's five years, his third year, he'll get this team to at least um, seventh or eighth seed. That's what I'm going to say. Because um, the talent's there. The talent is there, and whatever you can get in the draft, um, and then what pieces you can surround it uh, from. Kevin Love is still a huge talent, and I definitely believe Kevin Love will be an all-star talent next season, um, you know, depending on if they're telling him, like, hey, we're going to ship you because we just want to rebuild, or if this team is like, no. With Sexton, Love, and whatever we draft, we feel like we can maybe try to be um, somewhat um, competitive. Uh, so I mean, well, yeah, except that, seems... except that next season they they still owe the Hawks a first round pick, um, top ten protected next season. After that, it becomes two second round picks. So I expect them to still want to tank next. That they're not going to want to convey that pick. Um, so next season mm. they're still going to suck, which makes me think oh, they're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. try to trade Kevin Love. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much you will, will get for him, especially with the contract they signed him to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, but you know, we'll, I mean, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I think like a, a, a three to four year um, time span. As far as like we want you to put together these talent, um, the talent that we have on this roster, and and you know at least compete for a playoff spot. We don't want to be fucking uh, Phoenix. We don't want to be like Eastern Conference Phoenix Suns. Like that's right. what I and would tell him. I will say the the more shocking thing was they weren't actively looking to shop love. Let well this uh, this current season that we're in, which is shocking. Well, I mean, I think a lot hurt. of teams. Uh, say it again. He was hurt, so like oh, he was they, hurt. He they, was hurt, but he did yeah, play. So like he did they play didn't, a lot towards the end. Yeah, he played down the stretch, but like I mean, he was hurt throughout the season, and they signed him with this huge contract. And I don't know. I think his 
His his trade value has always gone like uh, like on a has always kind of been a roller coaster, um, and I, honestly, I think they would have had better luck trading him if they had not extended them. Um, like, would have been it, smarter. Yeah, I think it would have been honestly, um, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. Um, but maybe they can flip him. Uh, this upcoming season, even if they don't, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know that he's enough to get you, um, at, at, you know, in the in the top twenty teams of the league. Um, I don't know. It's going to depend on how they hit on this draft and where they're picking and all of that. Um, but yeah, I I think they should trade him. I think Portland makes a lot of sense. I think there's oh, a couple other teams out there that make a lot of you, sense. Nick. This is why I love <laughs> you. I'm sitting here and I'm like, as soon as as soon as you were done, I was going to go Portland. Portland immediately yeah. should try to go out and, yeah. and try to get Kevin Love, um, especially yeah, because I was, I'll admit it, I was dead wrong. I, I did not think Portland um, would be as successful as they are in in the playoffs right now, uh, mainly because I did want to see Damian Lillard possibly go elsewhere. Um, but now that this team has achieved what it what it has, Portland should whatever I need to do to get Kevin Love. And again, I still think he can play All Star basketball. He wouldn't make the team. And he's in from the West, Oregon, of course. He's um, from yeah. Oregon. Yeah, so, like bring, bring the hometown too. kid home. Yeah, exactly. I think he'd fit great with them also. Well, and the fact that like Nurkic is going to be out for. A while now, we know this um, mm-hmm. because of his injury. Like the majority of next season, um, yeah, and they have like a slew of expiring contracts. They have Evan Turner, eighteen million dollar expiring contract. They have um, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, uh, Turner. Uh, is it Turner Miles? No, it's not Miles Turner. Uh, the the fucking white Evan guy Turner. backup center. Uh, oh, Miles Leonard. Miles Leonard. Thank you, Miles Leonard. They have him. He's like eleven, twelve million dollar expiring contract. Um, and then they have uh, uh, Mo Harkless, who is like about a eleven million dollar expiring contract. So they have like those three expiring contracts that are really big um, that they can they can like utilize, like to say, all right, we'll give you expiring contracts. Um, and they have young talent. They have Zach Collins. They have Gary Trent Jr. They have um, Anthony Simons. They have all of their um, own draft picks going forward. Um, they have enough to make a fucking deal for Kevin Love. It's just going to be a question. And, and, and like, here's the here's the crazy thing. It's I think it'll boil down to the ownership. Do they do they really want to still be a um, a luxury tax team, um, and the the owner um, uh, of the team died this past season, and could that he never cared? He never cared about being a luxury tax team, um, but like, could whoever takes over maybe like pivot and say, you know, we don't we don't want to be this. Um, that that could change that could change things. 
Um, now, maybe that conversation has already been had between Dame and whoever's taken over the ownership. But, um, but no, I totally think they should go after Kevin Love. Um, I think they should go after Kevin Love with those expiring contracts, those young talents. Um, like, even Zach Collins, who I really like, I would, I would be willing to give him up if I didn't have to give up too many draft picks or you know, maybe a draft pick at all. Um, yeah, if you get expiring contracts and Zach Collins, like you should be honestly pretty fucking happy if you're Cleveland, in my opinion. Um, I'll be any better. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you're going to get much better, um, especially with the contract that you signed him to. Um, so, like, but, like, if if Portland could – be like going down the stretch of their season and have their backcourt, you know, Dame, CJ, uh, you still have Mo Harkless, um, and then you have, um, you know, Kevin Love and Nurkic, you know, coming back from his injury. That's a pretty good starting five. And then, like, I don't know, maybe you could even – maybe there's even a way that you could flip uh, – because I've thought about this for a lot of teams. Maybe there's even a way that you could flip uh, uh, Harkless for Robert Covington. Like, if you get like, Covington, dude, like his defense and his three-point shooting, like, that right there, if KD leaves, uh, Golden State, that's, a, that's, that's definitely that's a championship team. Like, they, at least, like, they have the potential of it, you know? Um, so... I don't know. Um, I uh, I like where Portland is right now. Um, I don't even know how we got on this topic of Portland. We were just talking about fucking. I think we were talking about Cleveland, and we just like went we on. Were. This, yeah. Of course, we went on this 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 ramp and talk about Portland. But maybe we should talk a little bit about Portland because um, they defeated Denver in seven games. Um, and that was pretty fucking awesome. So let's transition to that. Um, we both called Portland to win this series uh, before the series started. I started to waver after the first game, um, and you kind of called me out, and you were like, "Don't do that! Like, don't like fuck you!" Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm just "Like, I'm gonna stick to my fucking prediction," but I just, I, I'm not. I feel less certain about it. And you never gave up on your prediction. I think you had him in five, which was just crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But nevertheless, you never gave up on Portland. You you thought they were going to win it no matter what. Um, and I kind of wavered on them a little bit after game one. Um, and even, like, after um, – like, just – the way the series played out, like even going into game seven, I thought Denver was going to win that game. Um, and, you know, Portland Portland pulled it out. C.J. McCollum had a fucking amazing game to, to like, uh, close out that series. And it was very important because Dame was, like, not on in game seven. Um, and it just kind of goes to show you how important both of these guys are to each other and how much they mean to each other. Um, and I, I think we can officially say, um, you know, with distinction, like l- let's let's just abandon the notion of like let's break up the backcourt of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. 
uh, no, let's let's keep that together and 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 work around the, the fucking margins with everything else, um, which is kind of what we were talking about beforehand. Um, they're good. They're really fucking good. They just they, you know, they had a bad series last year. They ran up against a, an opponent who was able to kind of um, fuck them up a little bit and. Uh, you know, they didn't perform on the level that they should have. Um, but that's that's the thing. Um, that's like especially with like eighties and nineties basketball, that's what happens. Um, and that's what happened. Um, and that's like we're we're so punch drunk nowadays to be like, it didn't work, we gotta fucking blow it up, we gotta figure shit out. Uh, we gotta trade all these fucking different things, and it's like, you know, sometimes you just lose, and then you go back, and then you win. Um, you you know, you make adjustments, you make like small alterations on the fringes, and you know, you get different matchups, and and sometimes that's enough. Like Mike had to fucking fight through many many years. Of like fighting, you know, with Cleveland and Detroit and Boston and all that, and he had just kind of wait his turn. Um, and you know, I, I, I think maybe we gotta like pump the brakes a little bit on, uh, you know, us being like, oh, well, they, you know, they need to fucking break up this backcourt. I, I think they got it right, we got it wrong. Or at least we, in the sense of like me, um, and the majority of people. I don't want to speak for you, um, but th- like I think Dame CJ is fucking golden. You keep that, and then you ch- like going forward, try to like you know work any sort of magic that you can and get like other pieces that like make those two players even better. Um, but I I thought that. Um, it was a hard-fought series. The fact that they went down in Game 7 and were able to, like, fucking claw their way back and, you know, to, like, finish down the stretch. Um, and, and CJ being the guy to get the bucket, like, Dame to basically be like, CJ, you're on in this game. Um, you need to be the guy who scores this shot. Um, just kind of speaks even more to, like, the trust between those two players. Uh, and dude, I fucking loved it. Like, even though I, I wanted, I kind of wanted Denver to win, um, because like they're the, the new young up and coming team and whatnot. Um, I, I so respect Portland and I'm, I'm kind of happy that they did win because, uh, I think it, it, it does show, uh, you know, that maybe we were all kind of fucking, we were a little bit wrong about them. Uh, and I like that. What are your thoughts? Um, I'll say, you know, I don't mind saying maybe we, we moved too fast. I, 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 I won't stick to we were wrong. Um, because you could look at this series and you can go, they could have lost this game. And it would have been because they didn't have like, think about this. Rodney Hood is what won them that four-overtime, that four-overtime game, where CJ looked like he didn't have much uh, uh, much left. Dame, uh, Dame didn't look like he had much left. 
Rodney Hood came in and was balling. Um, outside of that, you got Cancer giving you some meaningful minutes. But that team, you look at that team and you go, can it win a final? Like, cool, you got to the Western, Western Conference Finals. Great. Can you win that and then get to the finals and win that? Um, so I still – I don't know if we were wrong in the sense of this team didn't look like they were – they had enough. Dame doesn't deserve to just be here year after year after year just losing. Um, but I will say that um, I'm not shocked they won. Um, I, I held steady with thinking they were going to win this series. I, I told you at some point I felt like you was going to catch up. There was going to be a moment where they needed someone uh, – they needed a veteran. Um, and, you know, at some point in this series, and they don't have it. Uh, like, Millsap is your veteran, but he's not a guy that can go get you um, 20 points in, in the fourth or 15 uh, late in the stretch. Like, he's, just, he's not that guy. Um, so, to me, I was more curious on who was going to step up and take over um, a, a game seven. And I didn't see anyone that I thought could do it. Um, I had two guys over in Portland that I'm like, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if Damian Lillard went off for 45 or CJ went off for 50. Like, that just wouldn't shock me. Um, I'm still still standing tall with thinking they could win this Golden State series. If you're telling me Durant's not, not, not you know, not going to play for three, four games, I do feel like if they feel the pressure, they're going to force Durant back. Um, but let me not get too, too ahead of myself. Uh, I'm super proud of them winning this series. C.J. McCollum, that, that was a, a ball-dropping moment for him. Um, and what I mean by that is that is that is how a man goes and wins a game seven. That is what seemed like Denver lacked. Where's your man, like your guy? Where was Murray in those closing moments where you needed a guy? Barton, anyone, uh, Jokic, someone. Um, that was a wow. And it was great to see Damian Lillard just kind of step back and go, yo, take take us home, man. Like, go do it. You got the high uh, hands. Right, and it was just so beautiful. Like, people were bringing up when Durant told CJ, like, you're never going to win with this team. And just to see yep. them in the Western Conference Finals, um, just so much. Like, a lot of people didn't think that this team could get as far as they have. Um, I never had <clears throat> I, – I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I knew they could. No. They just happened to play a team in the first round that I, I will never have faith in. Um, I, I will never right. have faith in Westbrook. I will never have faith in Paul George. They then lost up by playing a team I thought was just too young. Like, you're a year away. You needed this this uh, this year to kind of build you, for you to gain the experience. Right. And then next year, you can come back with a vengeance. Um, and now they're playing a team that is crippled. So they just happened to come up against teams I just didn't have faith in. So I don't want to be that guy that's like, no, I knew they could do this. No, I don't want to be right. that liar. Um, I'm, I'm Again, I'm just really proud of but, both of them. And I, but – to be fair, you like myself and Luke and a lot of fucking people, like a lot of fucking people, most people picked OKC to win the first round. You did not. You were like, nah, dude, Portland's gonna win this. I think you called what? What did you say? Portland and I? You didn't even. I, I can't even remember because, like, I. You weren't on the show that we we did the open round, but I know you picked Portland to win that series. 
I don't know what it was in, um, but like you definitely picked Portland to win the series. Yeah, I don't remember what it was in, and I don't want to be that guy that lies. And it was like, Jawan, we can, you know, you didn't. And it's like, no, I didn't. Um, I, I just can definitively tell you I thought they were going to win that series. I didn't know what yeah. it would be in, but I felt like they were going to win that series. Because um, I just I don't have faith in Russell, as Skip says, West Brick, and um, Paul George. I just I, – I don't. Um, you just pull so Skip it was just, Bayless, damn it. <laughs> I had to. He was brooking too much. He earned that. He earned Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he did. Um, he, did. he completely did. Um, but, again, I do want to say I feel for the Nuggets the same, same way I felt for the Kansas City Chiefs. You are just a year away. Do not hold your head. There's nothing you should be, um, you, know, uh, you know, saddened by. You just need someone, whether that's Murray kind of evolving into that next year or Jokic. You needed someone that could step up and go, yo, just give me the ball. Just give me the ball. I got right. it. Um, and they didn't and that's have gonna it. be but Murray. That, I was just about to say, I luckily, think. that's a development. Like that's something you develop. That's not something you can just go buy. Um, you can just develop it. Murray is a a a baller. He can be that guy that leads you. He just kind of this sure. is an experience moment for him. Um, so Denver could be right back in it. I will say though, uh, looking at Denver and Portland, I want them both to embrace their uh, – well, Denver obviously got booted out, but Portland embraced this because if Kawhi goes to, to the Clippers, like, that's another team in the West that is now really stacked. And it's like yeah. so one of you guys is not going to make it. And I'm not betting that the Spurs are going to be the team on the outs. Um, so it's like one of you two may not make it. <laughs> so it's like if you're Portland, embrace this fully um, because it's yeah. going to be even harder to get back here next year. Well, and hopefully you make some moves in the offseason to make your team even better um, around the guys that you have who are so committed to your team. They're, yeah. I, I can't recall a time that, like, two players, two of your, like, two of your best players who, like, this is the first time they've those two players have made the Western Conference Finals – um, I've been this committed to a team that is in a small market um, and, like, just not quite done it. Um, and they just – they love Portland. They love they love this you team. You could make um, – I could say you could make the argument of Clay and Curry before we knew Golden State was, was this juggernaut. Sure. Um, Mark Jackson raised not those, exactly those the same. Not exactly the same small market. Um, oh, no, not a small but, market. But to be fair, but, before that team evolved, no one was thinking right. about the Warriors doing anything that they're doing now. Um, but I agree with right, you. It's not but, a small market. But, right. But I, I, I would disagree in this sense. That all happened so quickly. Um, and this has, like, transpired over many years of failure. Um, and so that, that's the difference. And like they, neither one of those guys have been like, you know what? Like this is like this isn't gonna work. We need to like move on. Um, and that's to their credit. And yeah, like I don't, I don't know how you can have a heart and like, like, honestly, like fucking, uh, not at least at on some level like respect or or like or root for the Trailblazers. Um, cause they are, um, 
they're they're kind of like um kind of America's team at this point, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I will say, Maybe that's going a little too far, but no, no, no. I will say I'll say this. My biggest fear for Damian Lillard was that he would end up like uh Philip Rivers. Like a guy that's just supremely talented, had had like a one great year where they you know, where they went as far as they could, just lost obviously to a right. better team. And then it's just like Philip Rivers will always be known as just a guy that's just really good at throwing the ball and good at numbers. I didn't want Damian right. Lillard to go down as just like one of those loyal guys, stayed there, right. never really won anything. He just put up a lot of really good numbers. Still a Hall of Famer, um, but just never really won anything. Like, I never wanted that. That's why I was like, if you can get out, go somewhere where you can win, do it. But he's like, nah, man, oh, I'm yeah, stay we, home. Me and CJ, we, CJ are going to figure this out, and we're going to win here. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's very, very rare nowadays. Um, but let's yeah. move on. We got a lot of other uh, few other, at least, you know, three other playoff series to talk about. Um, let's talk about Boston losing to Milwaukee in five. Man, I I thought Milwaukee would win this series. I thought it would go a lot deeper than it went. Um, but Kyrie was awful. Um, the Boston fans have, like, totally turned on him. I don't think there's any <laughs> chance that he comes back at this point. Um, I mean, he did. It, it's it, it, like I'm sure fucking uh, Danny Ainge wants him to come back, but like, dude, like, like Boston fans are just, like, and Luke included, like, they're just like fuck Kyrie, <laughs> fuck him, like let him go, like fuck it, we don't, you know, whatever, and, like fuck him. Um, it's it's like a crazy like. Um, heel turn on on this guy who they you know were so excited for um, you know a couple seasons ago, and you know the fact that they underachieved this season, uh, the fact that they overachieved last season, the fact that Stevens Brad Stevens couldn't like really figure out how throughout the whole season how to like incorporate him in into his offensive scheme. Um, it's it it just like um, it it it's crazy. It's 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 absurd. Um, how this could not have worked out. Um, but you know, you know, I I think you were on the pod with me when I said maybe like two months ago, like maybe we should just like start to realize that they're not as good as we thought they were. Like they're they're just not that good it you know um and uh it, it, it i i feel like i was proven right there's not that good um they don't fit well together they have all the talent um but like well you know i mean i guess they have they have a lot of talent um but like it, it, it none of it fit well the schemes they would try to run didn't work um, it never worked all season. Like I, I like I kind of bought into the notion a few months ago that like they weren't going to be as good as people thought they were. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean they just kind of kind of 
like bared out that way. Uh, I didn't expect him to lose in five, but you know, I mean, they they just they couldn't. They never could figure out how to incorporate Kyrie into their offense and make it all work. And you know, that's it's a it, it, it's a very unenviable situation because it is difficult. But if you're like, you know, if you, if, if I I don't want to say that Brad Stevens is overrated. Um, I won't say that. But I do think on some level, um, I think he holds as much blame as anybody else in this scenario. And I don't think many people are, like, saying that. Um, But I think it's true. Like, you have to be able to incorporate this guy into your offense and figure out a way for it to work. And he just, he had, he had two seasons to figure it out and never fucking figured it out. And, you know, uh, we, we saw what came from it. Uh, and, and the bucks are just, um, and the reason that I don't want to condemn him so much is the bucks are just better than we all thought they would be especially going into the season, but, like, particularly um, they had a historical season um, as far as, like, ranking on offense and defense. I think they were number one defensively and, like, number three offensively um, throughout the season. And, like, dude, that's just unheard of. Like, every team who's ever done that has won a fucking championship. And, like, they might not do that, but they are really fucking good. And, uh, yeah, I, I I think Kyrie's gone. Boston's got to rebuild. And we'll see what comes from that. Uh, I don't fault them for making the trade um, at all. But at the same time, it does really suck for them that like the trade that they made um, and the hope that they would be able to, you know, build with that uh, is totally gone. And I do find it ironic that the two teams that built that, you know, um, constructed this um, narrative of, well, we have all these fucking assets. Uh, in Boston and Philly, uh, well, Philly's giving away all their assets, and we'll get to that later. Uh, and Boston, you know, ha- obviously still has a lot of them left, but they gave away some of them uh, to get uh, Kyrie, and now it seems like he's going to walk, and you're right back in the same position. Maybe not same position, but, uh, you know, you're 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 back to like reconfiguring how to make this work, um, and it's it's rough. I, I I feel bad for Luke. I feel bad for Boston fans. I I actually I feel bad for Luke. I don't feel bad for Boston fans 
because I hate Boston. I fucking hate the Celtics. I don't like. I can't like. I I feel bad for Luke because I like the guy. Um, and he's my friend. <laughs> but like, other than that, like, I don't I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad for any other Boston fan. Like, fuck all of them. Um, uh, but what are your thoughts on the Celtics? Um, you know, basically shit in the bed and losing in five. I mainly don't feel sorry for Luke because of all this. There's no way Kyrie's going to leave the Celtics. Why would he leave? Like, we got that a lot this year. Um, <laughs> you totally put so I hold him to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely hold him to that. Um, so, all my, my sorrow uh, is definitely out the door for that. Um, and you made the playoffs. So, like, and you have a really good coach, really good franchise assets. Like, you'll be fine. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, as much as I I'd like to say I was, I will say this just real quick. I mm-hmm. do feel vindicated because yeah. we had a we had a very long argument as to why. Um, a, 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 well, we had a very long argument who was the better coach, uh, Coach Bud or Brad Stevens. Um, and I I do feel vindicated now. <laughs> like if, if yeah. you're if you're Brad Stevens and you lost in fucking five, yeah, I feel. Pretty good about that argument now. Yeah, I mean, I, I was of the cloth of I'd still I'd still take um, uh, Stevens. Uh, to me, it's one of those things to where it's like Giannis made a leap no one saw. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like everyone saw. All right, cool. All he can do is drive to the to the lane. But I think what people forgot is that's all Shaq could do. But he was really dominant at doing it. So it's like it's easier said than done to be like, oh, just stop him from driving. Oh, well, no, it's it's not that easy. Um, it, it's one of those things where it's like it's really I, – I don't want to say that because I think I'm taken away from, from Coach Bud, so I'm just going to refrain from even saying that. Um, I am shocked Boston lost. Um, I, I take that one on the chin. I picked him to win the series. Um, I think what confused me the most was um, Jalen Brown – was really good and they didn't play him enough and I don't know why I have no idea why I couldn't explain it to you um he is one of those guys that I thought could help Horford because they had to play Gordon Hayward yeah yeah and it it looked like um Steven's favoritism uh Trump um and it's like at some point you had to just say you know what it reminds me of and Joel hates every time I go back to this but it's just it's it's the biggest example of what not to do as a head coach because it's just idiotic. I will always go yeah. back to game six in, in Indiana, Mello's going, Shumpert's going, Copeland's going. What does Woodson do in the stretch when Shumpert had 30 and Copeland had 25? No, I'm sorry. Copeland had almost had 20. I think he had like 17. What did Woodson do? Put in a struggling JR. Okay. had 30 that game to put in a struggling JR late in the stretch. We'll never get it. Yeah. Same thing with Steven. It's, it's, you don't put, you don't sit down what works to something that struggles. It just, it's, it's right. easy logic. I think someone that's just starting to become a coach would understand that. Um, he got out coached. That, that, that's the, to me, the biggest reason um, they lost the series. They got out coached in every facet, every possible facet. Think of a way. They got out coached. Um, and then Kyrie struggling does not help. It just doesn't. 
Um, and like I said, I would watch those games, and I'm like, Tatum, you seem like you're afraid of this moment. You you remember you were here last year, right? Like, you stepped up. Step up. Um, and I don't think when Kyrie was like, um, you know, if I'm missing shots, I'm going to just go shoot more. I don't think Kyrie, if Tatum got hot or uh, Hayward got hot or someone else got hot, I don't think Kyrie's the kind of guy that's like, no, 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 give me the ball. I, I don't right. think he would do that. Um, it was just no one looked to, to want to do anything. Same way I always tell people, they're like, Melo's so ball ball dominant. I'm like, yeah, I agree. But I'm like, wouldn't you be if everyone on your team is just watching you? Like, they're not they're not trying to do screens. They're not trying to do nothing. But they're just watching. But that's the point. That's, that's the crux of the matter, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they – they had an offense that operated in a certain way. Kyrie did not fit in that offense. So they tried to restructure the offense to fit him, and everybody else could not adapt. Right. All of those other players could not adapt to Kyrie. And, like, mm-hmm. Kyrie could not adapt to – I don't know. Maybe maybe Kyrie could have adapted to their offense. We, I, I don't think we ever saw that. Um, but – like when they tried to, uh, you know, structure the offense around Kyrie, all of the other players could not adapt to him, and that was their downfall. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, it was just like when Melo came into D'Antoni's uh, system. D'Antoni, do you know? First of all, you would think Melo is the perfect player for D'Antoni because he plays no defense. D'Antoni doesn't like to do defense. He likes to score as quickly as you can. But the thing was, with Stoudemire, yeah, but, you were able to – Yeah, but Mello, Mello hates scoring as quickly as he can. He likes to dribble, right. dribble, 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 shoot. Yep. Bucket. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't disagree with that at all. But it was one of those things where it was like, if your best player doesn't fit the system, you reconstruct the system to fit right. the star. Um, and yeah. it just kind of seemed like but Stevens. See, that's the thing. Brad Stevens did that, but the rest of the team couldn't catch up, and they all. And I, I do think, I do think there is some level of envy um, from those players who were able to achieve what they were able to achieve last year. What and, did you hear? And, what Rozier said? Asked. Oh yes, I definitely heard what Rozier said. Um, yeah, like so, it's something, yeah. something to. Something to the effect of like, um, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I sacrifice more than anybody else. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but he did. He did. Um, everybody on that team sacrificed to like meet what they thought would be good for Kyrie. Um, and it was just, it was bad coaching. It was it, like they should have, like they should have really forced Kyrie to like be like, we're going to challenge you to play within a system. Um, we know you played with LeBron for years, and before that, you were just like on losing teams in which you just got to shoot every time you wanted. Um, but like, we're going to really force you to play within a system. Um, but they didn't do that. They, they, they catered to him and tried to get everybody else to play um, uh, along with him, um, I don't know if that was I, – I, I 
honestly, I don't even think that was Brad Stevens. I think it was Ainge. I think it was Ainge telling Brad Stevens, like, look, got to make him happy. We can't trade for AD this year because of the fucking stupid-ass fucking uh, contract rule. Um, which, again, that's fucking stupid. It, it is utterly ridiculous that they could not trade for Anthony Davis this year. That is they need to revisit that and change that because that's just fucking retarded. Um, but nevertheless, um, they, uh, I think they catered to him too much. And, you know, when it all came down to it, like they, they did all that catering and then, you know, (laughs) he couldn't win them the game. He was, he was more inefficient than Russell Westbrook was in that Portland series. Like, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Um, and, like, I I don't know, man. I think um, I, I think there was a l- possibly a little bit of, like, manipulation uh, uh, upon the, um, uh, the, the higher heads, if you will, saying, like, all right, Brad, we need you to do this, we need you to do that. Like, like we need you to incorporate him this way. Like, uh, the cater to him a little bit. Um, I, that's the only explanation I have for how Brad Stevens has been such a great coach throughout, um, like his first several seasons. And it just seemed like he was not a good coach this year. Cause he definitely seemed like he wasn't a good coach this year. Um, and you know, uh, maybe you know, when next year happens, we'll, we'll we'll see him go back to being a good coach, and then we'll get the story in a 30 for 30 down the line. But, like, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't I don't think some, – something with this whole situation didn't jive with me. What do you think? No, I, I completely – I get exactly where you're coming from. Um, to me, I think the worst possible thing uh, for you to do as an organization – is handicap your head coach um, because right. it's really hard. And, again, you're dealing with grown men, not children. So it's hard to go into your locker room and go, all right, guys, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and your players are looking at you like, coach, we don't, we don't do that. And then you then have to put on that brave face that's like, no, 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 trust me, it's going to work. And I think Brad Stevens, I think it kind of shows his players like no one wants to cater to Kyrie. Like, we, none of us want to do that. None of us are willing to do that. And I don't think it means they hate Kyrie. I don't think it means, um, you know, that they wish Kyrie was never there. I think it just means that they thought Kyrie should see what we did and try to better integrate himself to us. We did nothing wrong that we have to integrate to him. Um, and I think if you have a coach that doesn't really want to integrate and you have players that don't want to integrate, but you're getting the, the steam from up top, it makes for a very blowout of a of a series kind of situation. Um, and I think honestly that first that game one was a blunt, and I think he didn't know how to adjust from that. The Bucks knew exactly how to adjust. I think they adjusted game to game to game, um, and that's how they were able to win that series. I, I think if you're Brad, I don't think we should ever question like, oh, did we overvalue Brad? Oh, is, is Brad overrated? I don't think this series shows that. I think this series shows 
the Celtics were more so what everyone thought the Warriors were going to be when it came out that Draymond and Durant were arguing. And it came out that Durant was definitely leaving. Like, the Warriors rallied around that. They were like, all right, cool. Any chance we get to show that we don't need uh, Durant, we're going to take it. Um, Celtics crumbled under that. Um, As much as Kyrie tried to to water it down, you know, I'm here if you guys want to keep me at the beginning of the season. Then, you know, ask me in July. I'm loyal to no one. Like, all that. It just hurt the team because they're like, yo, like, did you forget we went to the Eastern Conference Finals without you? Like, you don't get that. Um, and I think all that pressure crumbled these guys. And I think if they don't have Kyrie next year and they have the same team, this team will be a top five team uh, next year. I'd even go as far as to say maybe. No, 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 top five. That's what I'll stick with. Um, and I think we'll see the Brad that, that, you know, we're used to seeing and we'll see a Celtics team that we saw last year. Honestly, I'm I'm so on board with it. I want – them to be, I want them to have Tatum, I want them to have Brown, I want them to extend both of them, and like draft other players to fit around them, and I want them to be a, a rival for my Hawks, um, like going forward, like I, I, that, like I, um, that sort of timeline, like I, I want them to fit the, the timeline of the Hawks. Um, because, you know, it's just, it's one of those things in me, like, I want, uh, I want revenge on anybody who has, uh, you know, fucked me over in the past. And Larry Bird, Celtics, obviously fucked Dominique Wilkins, uh, Hawks, over in the past. And, uh, I, I want the opportunity. Um, it's the same reason that I wanted to see the Sixers play uh, you know, the Celtics uh, in the playoffs this year. Like, I wanted some redemption. Um, but we got no redemption because uh, both of those teams last year to move on to Toronto and Philly. Man, I was so mad. I was so fucking mad. Um, I, I, can't really quantify or qualify how mad I was um, for Game Seven. It was, uh, you know, it, it it was it was what it was. Um, it was a miraculous shot. Like it was very well contested. Um, it went down to the stretch. Um, the the game played out the way it did. There's a lot of things that I have to say about that game, but we don't have that much time. Um, ultimately, if uh, that shot is shot like a hundred times, it goes in once, and like Kawhi made it, and that's what Kawhi does, and. You know, uh, good good on him, good on Toronto. Uh, I fucking forever hate you now, um, both Kawhi and Toronto. Uh, I wish you no success going forward. Um, and uh, you know, um, it just I I I felt terrible. I felt like 
uh, I literally, dude, I had to take a walk. Like, I was just like, I, I, I saw the outcome of the game and was just like so mad. I had to, I, I was like, I got my dog. I was like, hey, Tika, was my dog's name, Tika, let's go for a walk. And just, like, walked for, like, 20 minutes. And, like, by the time we got back to the house, my, my, my dog is, like, she's, like, overweight, pit bull. Um, she was just, like, oh, my God. Like, what are you doing to me? I'm still out of breath. Like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, why would you walk me this long? Um, and, you know. Um, but I, like, I, I, I just, I had to. I had to, like, get out. Like, I just had to walk. And and just fucking, I was so mad. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, it 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 sucked. Uh, but uh, you know, fucking, I think, I think, ultimately, I'm sorry. There's a like helicopter going on out here. Sorry if you can hear this. Um, ultimately, I think the better team won. I think the more talented team lost. Um, and we can dive into any speculation as to why that is. Um, but I think to sum it up, uh, the Sixers had more talent on their team. Um, like the, the Raptors had the most, the most talented player. Um, but like, Players like one, uh, one through four on the Sixers, um, were probably better than the Raptors' second best player, which I don't, I don't know. It was like Pascal Siakam or Kyle Lowry, like, <laughs> like fucking out. Like none of those guys are like that great. Um, and uh, the thing is, like. The Raptors had the better team. They had the better, like they knew what they were doing. They they knew how they operated, and the Sixers were just always constantly trying to figure out like the best way that they could operate. And it came kind of to me came back to bite them in the ass. Um, and you know, uh, I I hope that they keep this team together. I hope that we see this team next year because I think it's a good team. Um, but, you know, uh, that <laughs> obviously uh, Jimmy and uh, Tobias are both free agents. So we, I mean, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with them. Um, poor management uh, and you know, to further that, um, you know, uh, poor, um, just poor luck, I guess. Um, as far as just, you know, the 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 Raptors didn't Raptor in this series, um, thanks to Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> which is why they traded for him. Which good on them. They uh, they traded for him exactly for that scenario. Um, so I guarantee to you, Demar Derozan misses that shot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, what do you think about 
Um, yeah, we need we need to definitely dedicate an episode to to breaking down this this series because I can talk for a while about this series, but um, it's weird. Never thought I'd root for the Raptors while Kyle Lowry was on the team, and I'm weirdly rooting for them to go to the finals. Um, Kawhi Leonard is one of those talents that you look at, you kind of just go, can this guy lead a franchise to the finals? Yeah, he possibly can. Uh, and I never thought he would be able to. I, I also have to give um, a lot of respect to the coach. I had no faith in him, ever, not, not even remotely. Even the record that they had, I had no faith that this team could get as far as they've got. Um, so I tip my hat off to him, but also Brett Brown. Like, oh, boy, come on, man. Um, I think this entire series, they should have relied heavily on Jimmy Butler. Um, put the ball in his hand as many times as you can, run the offense through him, do a couple pick and pops with Joel Embiid. Um, what, the reason I say that is you could say was it, this went seven games. You could say three out of those seven games, Joel Embiid was not Joel Embiid. Um, doesn't matter the reasons. Does not matter the reasons. I'm, I'm not right. – this is not me. This is not me getting on him. It's just fact. He was not Joel Embiid. Um, your best player at that point I think is three, Jimmy Butler. I think three out of seven is a is a generous. Um, I didn't want to go any further because I didn't want to be that guy that that got on the guy that was crying. So I said three is is reasonable. It's reasonable. You could say four to five, but we'll we'll say three. Yeah. Um, you know, so obviously your best player after that is Jimmy Butler. Um, it is because Ben can't do anything outside of defend. We saw him defend really well. Uh, in pass. For some strange reason, Ben Simmons Dude, will not nah, be aggressive. Dude, he played great. He... Good. Okay. I would say no, 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 that... No, uh, Yeah, yeah. I would say that Ben played very well in the final few games of this series. I, I think he played well in game seven. I think he played well in game six. I think that, um, obviously, he needs to be able to shoot. We all know this. Um like at least um like some kind of jump shot. Um but like I don't think you can pin this on Ben. I don't I, I I don't I don't think that's fair. Um I think no, no. like the fact the fact I think this this like to me this goes on everybody. Like it goes on um Ben um like not showing up in several games, it goes on Joel being fucking just exhausted. It goes on the, the Sixers organization for not like fucking pacing Embiid's uh, minutes throughout the season. It goes on fucking Brett Brown for not um, committing to a seven-man rotation early enough in the series. Um, you know, despite like you know kind of knowing that, like, you only have seven guys you can play. Um, it goes on fucking uh, uh, Tobias for missing shots, like, wildly in game five. It goes on, uh, you know, J- uh, not Jimmy. Jimmy's the only guy who doesn't go on. Um, but it goes on everybody outside of Jimmy. Like, Jimmy was the only consistent factor that they had throughout this whole fucking series. Um, I think everybody shares the blame outside of him. I actually wasn't 
putting it at, at Ben's feet. I was saying um, that with Embiid not being Embiid, your next guy up, your next best player is Jimmy Butler because Ben Simmons right, but cannot he, be that. No, 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 no. This, what I'm saying is, is, isn't a blame. I'm saying that if you're the Sixers, you should have relied heavily on Jimmy Butler. Like as run down as Embiid seems to have been, you weren't run, you weren't initiating offense from Jimmy Butler. You were yes, still initiating were. it from they Ben. They totally ran the offense through him for so many, like so much to the point that like people were saying, "What is Ben Simmons worth if you're running the offense through Jimmy Butler?" Like, dude, they were totally running the offense through Butler. What I'm saying is that game seven, that should have been Jimmy Butler's game to win. That should have been his game to win. And I think he was but still he trying to get him to try to win it. I mean, he got the steal I, down the stretch. And, like, dude, Jimmy Butler did everything you could possibly want him to do. They put him in the position to do everything they wanted him to do. It was everybody else's fault. Um, and, like, I, I I don't know. Like, I I, 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 they were the, to me, they were the more, again, they were the more talented team. They were not the better team. Toronto was the better team because they had more trust. They had more trust with their players. They had more um, despite all the outcomes, like, you know, like you really saw it in game five when like everybody started hitting shots and, and Kawhi didn't have like that like huge high scoring game because he didn't have to. Um, and that's what he was looking for throughout the whole season uh, or throughout the whole series. Um, but when he needed to, he just like took over. Um, and that was what was that. That's what happened in Game Four. Like Kawhi took over. That's what happened in Game Seven. Kawhi took over, and that's the thing. Like, like look at look at every single one of these series. The team with the best player won the series. Like, I, I mean, we'll, we'll whether or not you, uh, I guess, agree on who the best player is in. Um, the uh, uh, um, Golden State uh, Houston series. Like, I mean, there's some diehard, you know, fucking hard fans. But like, KD was the best player. They won that series, um, even though he was out for the, you know, obviously the last game. Uh, you know, uh, Kawhi was the best player in this series. They won. Um, Dame Willard was the best player in that series. They won. And um, uh, what was the other series? Uh, Giannis was the best player in that series. They won. Like, the best player usually decides the outcome. Um, I thought that Philly had more talent, like, from front to bottom. Um, But it didn't matter because Kawhi was the best player. Yeah, uh, definitely turned into Michael Jordan. Uh, didn't see that. Um, it just it it was sad. It was sad the idea that um, he didn't really have much help. It seemed like in that game seven, um, the fact that I think he went for sixteen 
16 for what? 30, 38 or something like that. Oh, he shot uh, a shit ton of shots. Yeah. So the fact that he was like the lone guy, and if you, you as the Sixers, you lost that game. You lost that game with one yeah. guy destroying you. That is yeah. what I think is, it should hurt you more than anything else. The idea that you couldn't overcome one guy. Um, now, whether that wonder, was you throwing different guys. I was just going to say, I wonder, too, like, because obviously Philly was in the rumor, rumor mill as far as, like, trading for him. I wonder if there was actually a trade on the table. Like, I'm sure it would have taken Covington, Sarich, um, multiple picks, but, like, m- maybe, like, if you make that trade, you can, you know, fucking, uh, you know, still have the cap space to re-sign Redick and, you know, bring in, like, a, 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 a reliable for maybe Mike Scott, for example. Um yeah, I I think it hurts on a lot of levels. Um, for Brett Brown, who was there for the whole thing, like like we had a chance to get this guy, and we didn't do it. Um, and maybe that that was him on the table. I don't know. Um, maybe they, you know, for whatever reason, really wanted DeRozan. But um, yeah, it's it's. It's tough. It, it is really tough. Yeah. Um, I, I just still can't believe it. It's like the equivalent of like if a quarterback only throws to one receiver the whole game. Like how, how do you how do you manage to lose to one guy? Like how do you not as a head coach, you got to throw different schemes. You got to throw different looks. You have to put different people on them. Um, what, maybe that's putting two people on him. Because my biggest thing was, if you double Kawhi, make Siakam, make Kyle Lowry, make Ibaka be the ones that beat you. You can't let Kawhi Leonard, who was already struggling in that game, um, be the one that, that, that beat you. In the way he beat you. It's like, I don't, how he still has his job this morning um, is what I think I'm more shocked about coming out of that game. Uh, than anything else. I mean, because we all knew Kawhi had potential to be um, this dominant. Um, so that's not where the shot comes from. The shot more so comes from the fact that he just seemingly sat around and watched him <laughs> dominate that game without making any kind of, uh, you know, changes to make sure that he's not able to, um, you know, destroy them the way that he did. And bravo to him on that shot. Because um, that was one of those once-in-a-lifetime shots. Like, I don't know if you ever make that again. <laughs> so bravo! Yeah. You made it when you needed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the biggest cliffhanger. Like I mean, it was a great series, and it was a it was the exclamation to a great series. Um, but yeah, that was that was like just a shot that should not go in. Um, but nevertheless, uh, it did, and you know, so Toronto moves on. Um, real quick before we move on, um, there's been a lot of talk about what do you do now if you're Philly? 
Do you trade Simmons? Do you trade Embiid? Do you bring back Reddick? Do you bring back um, Butler or Tobias? Like, all of these things are up in the air now because they traded for two guys uh, who are on expiring contracts, um, both both of whom uh, presumably would want max money. Um, like, would that I mean what the fuck do you do? Um, what would you do, Juwan? Like, what I mean, what do you think that the Sixers should do now, um, given that they have, um, and let's say they, you know, let's let's toss aside the the notion that they could get like Kevin Durant, like just say they can't get that kind of player. Um, they can't get any like big name free agent. Um, wh- I mean, what do you do? Yikes! It's not it's not logical or necessarily possible. Um, but I said it in the group chat today when Stephen Jackson said it on Undisputed. I was just like, "Yeah, but you can't do it now. You had a, you had a chance to, and you couldn't you couldn't uh, convince them to come trading Ben Simmons for LeBron, finding a way to to make that trade happen. Stupid. Um, so dumb. I would do it. I, I would do it. LeBron would. Uh, Why? Would, why would I make that trade? Because yeah. I don't have Why faith. I don't have. I don't have faith. Well, maybe not necessarily for LeBron, um, but I don't have. You need to trade Ben Simmons because I don't have faith okay. that he can elevate his that game. Came back. I, I don't have faith that he can elevate his game. I think Stephen well, Jackson's point of if you. Good. Okay. Let me. Let me. Let me enlighten. Uh. Uh. Fucking. Uh. What? Who did you say said that? Steven Jackson. Okay, let me enlighten Stack uh, as to how the salary map works, uh, and let me um, uh, preface you with like what that would mean for them. Um, if they traded him for LeBron, that would mean they would have to let Jimmy go. They could potentially with their the cap hold. Because Tobias has a smaller cap hold, they could potentially pull that off um, in keeping him. But, like, <laughs> you would you would be looking at even more of a fragmented team than you had beforehand, and you'd be ultimately relying on if, – if you keep Jimmy Butler uh, – I'm sorry, uh, Tobias Harris – uh, you'd be relying on having a team of uh, Tobias Harris, uh, LeBron, and Joel Embiid. Like I, and you couldn't keep Reddick at that point. Like you would have just way too many. You already have way too many fucking holes in your roster. Like that does not make any fucking sense. Um, I like it. It's it, 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 I I don't get why that would even be on the board as far as consideration. Well, now, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about trading fucking uh, Ben Simmons, okay. Like I I I've said uh, you know a couple times I think within our group chats um, that that's a possibility. I've thrown out the notion of of trading him for. 
um, which I think at this point makes the most sense, like trading him um, for a package around Shea Gilgis-Alexander because Shea has three years left on his rookie contract. So you could re-sign Jimmy, you could re-sign Tobias, and uh, you would have three years left on his rookie deal, so you wouldn't have to, like, really, you know, go full-fledged into, you know, putting a shit ton of money into your your squad. Um, Of course, you get more back from that package, Um, but... I I and and also there's the notion that you could trade Embiid for uh, uh, Anthony Davis, and I think that has a lot of merit too. Um, but the 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 notion of trading um, for LeBron for Philly, I think that's just stupid. I no, I don't bet that at all. None I, of that makes sense to me on any level. I back it in the sense of. Um... Again, if Kawhi does leave Toronto for the West, I do believe LeBron still, in this Eastern Conference, with it being better, a lot better than he left it, um, LeBron James and Joel Embiid still could get the job done in the East. They just could. They could. They could. We've seen them do it with a lot less. Um, So you would just have to just fill in the holes the best way you can. Obviously, nowhere near like what the Lakers did. Um, again, I'm not. I agree with you in the sense of it's just don't put yourself through that headache. Um, but just in reference to what where Sack was coming from, uh, LeBron, like if you can get Embiid healthy, LeBron and Embiid could wreck the entire uh, uh, Eastern Conference. They absolutely could. Sure. Um, but I get you in the sense but, of you can't do much else. Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't know. I I. I don't like it. I don't think it's I, – I think that's a – I think that is the ultimate play of, like, we have to, you know, shake things up. And it's just like, yeah, but you don't have to shake things up that much. Um, and I don't know. I And, like, LeBron already has the chance to, like, join Philly, and he's decided not to. Like, just, like, fucking leave him alone. Like, don't don't go down that road. Uh, but anyway, um, let's let's delve into the last series um, that we have to cover before we uh, run run out of time. Um, Golden State, Houston, uh, Houston, Katie went down, and we all thought Houston had a chance, and. A lot of people thought Houston had a chance before that and thought they had even more of a chance. Um, I I had picked Golden State leading into this. Um, when Katie went down, I was like, oh, like maybe they will have a chance. Um, I definitely thought they could still lose the series. Um, the fact that they lost in game six the way they did – I thought was super fucking embarrassing, man. Like, it's one thing to fucking, like, you know, lose in game seven on the road to a team with, like, Curry and and and, and 
fucking Draymond and um, fucking Clay and all that. Um, but to lose at home in Game Six, like after like Katie went down, is embarrassing. That's really fucking embarrassing. Um, I I can't defend it at all. I I just think that uh, ultimately they uh, they they're not destined for a title. They're just not. And I'm assuming you're gonna tell me that um, you know that's that's what you get with the Chris Paul led team. Although Chris Paul. Uh, had a really good fucking game. He really did. Um, but down the stretch, uh, missed some clutch shots. James did. James Harden did as well. And they just, they couldn't get it done. Um, really embarrassing for them. Uh, and uh, so I want to know your general thoughts about that. Um, but also, we got about four minutes left. Uh, about um, your general thoughts about is this a bigger stain? Maybe stain is not the right word, but is this a bigger blip on um, the Rockets or KD? Um, because obviously the the fucking Warriors would have fucking like just like basically be like, hey bitch, like we're still here, like Steph Curry still. Two-time MVP, Clay Thompson, like clutch motherfucking shot maker, uh, Draymond Green, defensive specialist, can still fucking like shut you down and fucking make shots and what have you. Um, basically, like, I'm just gonna go ahead and give my opinion. I think it's a bigger blip on KD. Like, I, dude, like you, again, I hate to say it. But you join a 73 fucking team win team. Like, of course they were able to beat uh, this fucking Rockets team. Like, because they would have always able, they would have always able to have been able to beat this fucking Rockets team. Like, they're that fucking good with the players that they have without you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it makes me revisit. Any notion that I had that, well, you know, if they hadn't had KD, they probably would have lost to the Warriors or to the Rockets in in last year's, you know, the conference final. Maybe not. Maybe they would have beat him in six because they would have just been, like, passing the ball around and, like, delivering it and everything. Like, I don't know. I, I It makes me, like, rethink everything that I think that I know about like KD on that team, uh, I, I I I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Well, um, <laughs> I'm not shocked. Um, I, I told you I will never have faith in CP3 or Harden. Um, right. Neither one of them showed up late in the game. Um, to me, you telling me you had 30. My question is, when did you get to 30? You telling me you had a strong right. first half and did nothing in the second? That 30 means absolutely nothing to me. Um, and that essentially is exactly what Harden did. Um, the team just has a mental block. And for CP3 to tell Steph Curry he couldn't play, he couldn't uh, do shoot-arounds in his arena when Steph Curry had booked that time, like you were only fueling the fire. 
Um, and to me, it's like one of those things where it's like, if the team is already better than you, why would you want to further upset them to where they're like, you know what? No, I was going to, you know, maybe take tonight off because we have game seven at home. No, I'm going to go off. Clay's going to go off. We're going to make sure that you know you will never be as good as us. And that's what happened. Uh, to me, the biggest yeah. thing is, is on the rocket. The biggest thing is on the rocket. You cannot, because I'm going to tell you this, Nick, this is the God's honest truth. I thought this was game seven. And I was just like, you can't collapse like this at game seven in your home. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, this is game six. This is You're playing for survival. I was like, this is how you play at home for survival? The right. Rockets will never win a championship. I mean, never. And I don't mean no. never like, oh, they just need a no, different head coach. Team. I mean, no, no, I just mean never because if James Harden can't show up in a game six at home late in the stretch, I don't think a right. coach heals that. I don't think better surrounding heals that. I think you weren't nope. able to do it with a great team last year. You weren't able to do yep. it with a great team this year. And I think people forget yep. Kevin McHale took this team to the Western Conference Finals, and you weren't able to get it mm-hmm. done then. It's Harden, not the organization. My point. Yeah, uh, my only point. Yeah, no, I totally agree, man. Um, so uh, LeBron James for James Harden. That's what needs to happen. <laughs> that's the only way you're gonna. Right. That's the only way you're gonna win, Rockets. That's the Absolutely. Only way you're gonna win. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's go. Let's go check out the lottery, man. It's gonna be fucking yeah. crazy. Let's see what happens. Fingers uh, crossed. But until. Until next time, we're going to be here on Thursday. We're going to recap the lottery and all of the other shit that's going down with the playoffs. Uh, Join us then. Until then, peace. Peace.